You're going to want to vaccinate for this one. It's Mikey J on KGUP Presents. Mothers, lock up your daughters. It's time to see Mikey J. Mikey J. Are you f***ing with me? We're dealing with one sick son of a bitch. Inject your poison where your mask they have to do is ask Never questioning authority Blindly following like sheep Yes sir, no sir, three backs full You television watching fool Touchdown. Welcome back, New Shepherd. Oh my God, what a beautiful landing. I think that was one of the smoothest landings I've seen in this one. It almost looks cool. It looks like CGI. One, two, three, four. I told you so. What's going on? It's Mikey J here on KGUP Presents, and it's season three. Wah, wah, wah. All right, I am so excited for this season. I have wanted to do this sort of show format for quite a while. And that's just, uh, you know, it's very simple. It's just, you know, entertaining topics that are outside of the realm of music. I mean, I love music. But, you know, I, I, I love a lot of variety of things, and I, I just wanted to try something different. And I don't know about you, but this past year has been an eye-opening experience, and I've I been experiencing all these, like, different topics and conversations, and my eyes have been kind of opened, and, you know, I, I, uh, I love this season coming up, and we have so many amazing, amazing guests uh, we're going to start off with um, David Weiss. He, uh, I'll get into him in just a minute. But um, we also have uh, Howdy McCoskey. He's a historian and novelist. He's released several, you know, a few books, three books, actually. And, uh, you know, we're going to dial delve into the subject of history and how, uh, you know, there's there's kind of a you know he's he's going to go against the mainstream as far as education. I mean, he you know he has a degree. I mean, he's got a university degree in, in history, and um, you know we'll, we'll definitely talk about some stuff that are you know kind of conspiratorial, maybe if if you will. Um, also, we have Luke Potter, who uh, I re- you know I met back in 2012 and had been playing his music for quite some time, even when I had just a podcast um, back in like you know starting in 20, 2009 um, when I first started doing podcasts. <clears throat> and he, you know, I, I don't recall having an interview with him, but I played a lot of his music, and we're, this is actually our first time like speaking 
on a, a show format. So I'm kind of excited because it, it is our first time doing this together. And, you know, I've known him for, God, 10 plus years. Uh, you know, I've been, if you listen to KGP FM, we've been playing a different song by him for, for many, many years. And uh, he, he's under, you know, you can find his music under Luke Potter, but also uh, Heckle, H-E-C-K-Y-L. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited. Uh, next week, we'll, we'll have him on the show. And then uh, we have um, Emmanuel Sasson. Uh, she is a singer-songwriter based out of Florida. Um, we've played a couple of her songs, including Echo and... Um, running away from me uh that's uh, been we've been playing that for about a little less than a year maybe yeah and then uh alex aller she is a writer and uh she wrote a book uh building you up it's called and then she complements the book with an album that she did uh musically so uh you know we've been playing one of her songs and I uh, can't wait to have her on the show. She's an amazing talent and, you know, it's amazing that she wrote this project or started this project while she was in high school. And shortly after she, you know, released the book and released her music. So it's been an exciting year for her and I can't wait to have her and talk to her about her uh, recent projects. And then uh, we have uh, Eddie Rowley. Uh, he's a comedian because uh, his all his music videos are just like short, funny skits. Uh, really funny guy. He uh, actually, actually um, I, I don't know if it's his project, but he's done a couple of you know like comedic skits uh, where he does like voiceover on some animation type stuff, and uh, they're pretty freaking hilarious. Uh, funny thing about Eddie Rowley that we uh, worked together. We worked at the Rose in Pasadena, which is a concert venue. So, you know, we got to work together in that capacity and, and uh, had no idea he was musically inclined. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to have this conversation after working with him. And then after I, you know, uh, left the company that uh, he, he, I found out that he did some music and, you know, <laughs> Yeah, it's funny how things work out. You know, so many people in LA, they all do. You just don't know what they do on the side. You know, like hardly anybody knew that I had a radio station and, you know, now I have a TV show. So it's awesome. So I, I can't wait to have him on. And then uh, Haris Goutreau, uh, she is a French Canadian from Canada and she lives in uh, Florida and she's released so many amazing songs over the past year. And we played quite a few. Uh, I think Paranoia, um, Hug, Hug, Hug a Bear was another one. And then uh, If You Don't Like My Mama uh, was another hit that came out. And then she's got Motel 6 was one of the recent songs that we've been playing. So I, she's another young one that's probably just out of high school. And she's uh, on kind of like a tour and she's producing massive number of videos and she's producing. So we're going to catch her. Hopefully we'll get good. Well, uh, when she gets a, a good uh, place where she can broadcast and, and, you know, have a professional microphone and have some good lighting, then we'll, we'll just play it by ear and have her on whenever. And then uh, finally, we have um, one of my favorite um, <laughs> show hosts. You know, I, I love talk, talk radio. I, I love 
talk radio ever since I discovered Howard Stern. I mean, I thought he was funny and, you know, <clears throat> kind of like one of those sh shock jocks, you know, um, from like the early 90s. And then, uh, you know, when he went to XM Radio, I just lost touch with him and couldn't hear his stuff anymore. But, you know, the stuff that I have seen, it just wasn't as funny. So, you know, once you get paid $600 million a year, I mean, you can kind of relax and not really care. <laughs> so, but I, I think he was put on, on XM Radio because he was stealing so much limelight from mainstream that they're like, well, we're going to give you a bunch of money if you just go away and just go on this platform. People will follow you. And if they don't, whatever. Because <laughs> it was affecting, you know, whenever he was on, I mean, people were just tuning into his stuff and, uh, you know, the ratings were suffering on television and radio. So <laughs> that's got to tell you something. He was doing something right. Um, but I, I bring him up because, um, you know, Alex, Alex Stein, he he has a talk. He has a show called The Conspiracy Castle and he's got a channel on YouTube and uh, he's probably one of the most funny guys. I, I can't wait to hear to, to watch his recent episodes because he just he's just, you know, he, he talks about all these conspiracies, but he does it in such a he delivers it in a funny way. And he, he's such a spaz. And then, uh, you know, he goes on on the pavement and he, uh, you know, he'll he'll talk to people on the streets and he, he just he's just freaking hilarious. And uh, love the guy. I, I bought a few of his uh, T-shirts and even donated to his uh, his cause. But um, yeah, I can't wait to have him on. Uh, I don't have a specific date because I'm going to ju just try to shoe him in uh, as soon as I have an opening. And we're just going to play it by ear. Maybe next week, maybe the week after, but uh, sometime soon because uh, he blew me up. And you know, I, I did an intro video for him, and so he's like, can't wait. To, to come on and I can't wait to have him on as guest so yeah and uh which leads us to today so I have uh we're about to bring him on his name is uh, David Weiss uh discovered him uh, a little more than a year ago and uh how I discovered him because I was doing my own investigation because um back in 2017 December 22nd to be exact I had, um, I used to drive for Uber and uh, he got in my, you know, I, I met all kinds of people, including actors, uh, musicians, you know, people in, in media, you name it. I, I've met everybody. And uh, this individual, he worked for JPL, the uh, Jet Propulsion Laboratory up in Pasadena. And I picked him up and he was on his way to the airport and go visit family and um, for the holidays. <clears throat> and that evening we got probably halfway and uh that evening they the uh, spacex spacex had launched um either they were snapdragon or uh falcon 9 one of the one of the two spacecrafts and uh there was this giant bright light and i looked up and i'm like oh my god i mean is that aliens because it um it stretched for hundreds of miles and it was huge. I mean, you could see it all the way to Arizona. That's how big it was. So it literally was hundreds of miles. And what it looked like, um, it's kind of like if you've ever been wakeboarding or been on a boat, I mean, whenever you kind of troll out into the, to the waters, um, you have this long, what's called wake. 
And, uh, you know, we, I used to go wakeboarding with my cousin and we would, you know, f- you know, catch air off of those little wakes off the boat. And uh, that's exactly what it looked like, except on a much larger, larger scale. And it was bright white and it looked like, you know, it looked like nothing I'd ever seen before. And they, they weren't um, like vapor, like normal vapor trails. Because um, whenever you see a rocket, you know, you can see the clouds and the the afterburner stuff. <clears throat> uh, and then the, the rockets that, you know, projected the, the main rocket, those went off. And they were hitting this like barrier and they were spinning and not going anywhere. So it was really weird. And then, I, and you know, after I said, is that alien? I mean, is that aliens? And or, yeah, is that a UFO or aliens or whatever I said? And he's like, no, that, that that's the uh, SpaceX. They just launched uh, Falcon 9 or, or um, Snapdragon and it just hit the firmament. I was like, say that again, firmament. And then he said, yeah, you know, just like in the Bible, uh, you know, the, how the waters are separated from the waters uh, with the firmament. And I'm like, so that's real. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's definitely real. We we have not left lower Earth's orbit. And I'm like, you're you're kidding. So I we got into this whole conversation about, you know, the moon landing. And I was like, you know, I never really believed in the moon landing in the first place because there were just a lot of holes and you know, there was that documentary that was released back in the 70s that kind of revealed all these like truths about about the the rocket launches and how it was so deceptive and how like you know Neil Armstrong and and Buzz Aldrin you know how they looked on the the uh, the panel after they had landed supposedly landed but they just looked like they were just you know like defeated as if they didn't do the most exciting thing ever known to man and so you know if you look at all the footage and everything it it all makes perfect sense that it didn't happen because these guys were just basically actors, but they weren't good actors at it. You know, um, I mean, they, I mean, they still, they, I mean, they, you know, they've messed up here and there. And, and you know, NASA's like made a lot of mistakes. Like, you know, even a couple of years before I witnessed that, um, I, I used to teach eighth grade up in North Hollywood. And uh, we showed a, a Vsauce video of the, you know, the solar system and how, how things look um and of course it was just animation and it showed the trajectory of the sun and how the solar system kind of follows around the sun and and, you know we're flying at 1.3 million miles an hour and then the the earth is circling the sun at at 66.6 thousand miles an hour and all the planets are chasing the sun at 500,000 miles an hour so I know it, it, it's never really made that much sense to me because empirically we can't test it and prove it that we're flying that fast. But, you know, I mean, a lot of people argue, oh, well, well you, you know, we, we do, we can just look. And it's like, well, really? Because we can only see the same stars every year, year after year. And, and you know, I always get that counter argument like, well, the Earth's on an axis at 23.5 degrees. And I'm like, that still doesn't make sense. You know, how, how does the Earth spin at, 20, you know, at a 23 degree axis and it's constantly following the sun so, or, or the, the North Star? So we always see the North Star every night for, for as long as I've lived. And it, it's never moved. Um, the Big Dipper always is in the same place year after year. 
um, nothing moves. I mean, you know, um, it's uh, it's always been mind boggling to me. And I've always had these questions in, deep inside of me and kind of questioned the official story. And but, you know, you do the research yourself and you always find the same answers. And it wasn't until uh, the end of last or the beginning of last year that uh, it all started to make sense because I, I stumbled across a video by um, Eric Dubé. And uh, it's the 200 proofs that we're not on a spinning ball. And then I found a, a bunch of videos by ODD TV. And, you know, and he, he pieced together a lot of clips from like NASA and how the mistakes they made with green screens and stuff like that. So, and then that led to Globusters. And that's how I found David Weiss because he was a co host on there. And he's a co host on the Baby Truther show. And, you know, he had a podcast called the Flat Earth Podcast. He's got the, uh, the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac app. So all the information is on that app and uh, all the answers, all the questions that you've ever had. And, you know, <clears throat> I, st I stumbled across um, like the Flat Earth Society. And I later discovered that that is a disinformation like organization, it's really there to deter you from ever, you know, uh, researching further than that. Uh, so when you go to the site, I mean, it shows you like a disk in space, and you know the planets exist, but we're the only thing that's flat, and you know water water is pouring off of it. So once you see that, and once you see the ridiculousness of the theory, is that you just never want to look at it again. And that's kind of like how I thought about it, and I'm like. Okay, then when this is really ridiculous, so I'm not going to even entertain this this garbage. And then it wasn't until I discovered Globusters, even they're like a group of engineers, and and you know, like they, they get really scientific, and their findings are like, you know, very spot on as far as like being able to observe things for yourself. And so, I'm not a professional. I've only been diving into this subject for a little over a year. So I didn't, I don't, in no way do I consider myself a professional or experienced enough to even like host my own show to talk about this subject alone. So, which is why I wanted to have David Weiss on here to kind of like answer those tough questions. And then, you know, you guys can be a judge of it and do your own research you know, download his app and and investigate it for yourself. And, and you know, if if you still don't believe it, whatever. You know, at least I put it out there, and he's put that information out there. And you know, you can decide for yourself. So there's no pressure. There's no right or you know, I mean, there is a right answer. There there is definitely a wrong answer. And you know, people should really know where they live and why why there's such a huge deception and why it's important because. You know, it leads to a whole different string of topics, and you know, it it um, you know it opens the doors to this whole world of possibilities, which is why it's being censored so harshly. Um, a lot of channels have been wiped out because the information is so accurate. I mean, there's testimony from engineers, testimony from military pilots, commercial airline pilots, uh, you know, uh, long range ship. Um, long-range ship, uh, cargo ship carrier captains and stuff, uh, pilots of um, all different sorts. And um, they've all come on the show 
like Globusters and, and and various other shows, and they've they've testified that they've witnessed the the deception and that you know we're not living in a world that we were taught, and uh, that's the reason why I've been in in you know studying this topic so so much because you know I spent most of my life you know uh, living this lie and it, it's, it's really fascinating because, you know, uh, you know, I've, I've always been fascinated with globes and I, I've noticed at the bottom of them, it says for, uh, not for educational purposes. And so that, that has always been like, wow, that, you know, they even disclose that that it's you, you can't use that as accurate information. I mean, they even started showing the globe in 1929 when we had no idea what the world really looked like. And there were so many maps um, even before we, we officially released that, the, you know, the Earth is a globe model and, you know, how the maps. I mean, there were so many maps printed before 1945 that uh, a lot of it was to... Uh, was disinformation so c- other countries did not could not find the the US as easily as 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 we all thought so maps have always been used as a as a deception so you know other countries couldn't find us uh, as easily <laughs> so yeah um th- those are the kind of things that you kind of dig up and find out uh, once you do your own own, own research so Without further ado, I, I hope I covered everything before uh, before I bring David on, but I'm sure we'll get into this whole conversation and, and hopefully you'll enjoy it. And uh, don't forget to subscribe because we're going to have so many uh, interesting topics and conversations with uh, many different people and a lot of music artists that you probably follow if, if you follow KGP and love uh, our, our playlists. Um, I mean... Music has always been the forefront of, of my sole existence for, for why KGP exists. Um, I've always, you know, been rooting for, for, the, for the little guy. And anytime I find an artist, I, you know, I will promote them as if, you know, they're, they're my best friend. And uh, I, I just love what I do. And I love music. And, you know, I, I've loved music all my life. Like, um you know, and I thank my dad for that. I mean, we used to take a long trips from LA to Northern California. And, you know, I, I loved all the music that he loved, you know, like the Bee Gees and Billy Joel and, and Elvis Presley and Barbara Streisand. I, I loved every bit of it. And uh, music has always just been part of my life. Like, you know, when the weekends came, music, the stereo went up and we play different albums and you know, when I went, got my first album and record player, uh, we, my mom took me to a uh, garage sale and I, I got Fleetwood Mac, Abbey Road uh, by the Beatles. And then uh, I, I think it was Jailhouse Rock. I, I think uh, that was the album that Elvis did had done. And I listened to those three albums front to front to back constantly, just over and over for probably, I don't know, probably that whole year. I mean, I was eight years old at the time and it was the best experience and I just listened to them over and over and just fall asleep to it on the floor and just, I would have those giant speakers and I'd lay on the floor right in front of them. So they were just, you know, I had the full stereo effect. So (laughs) 
and that that was my first taste of like music as a kid and you know i i how i got into independent music was you know i discovered am radio and the the dj uh i, I couldn't tell you what what station or what what his name was but every Friday night, they would have this like whole new music mix, and it was just all independent stuff, people you never heard of. And I was like, why isn't this stuff on like, you know, like, you know, on regular FM radio? Like, it was just stuff that it, it was so new and so fresh and like so exciting. Like, um, a lot of it was rap music. It was rap music, and you know, it was like you know, kind of underground, like, you know, all this techno stuff and electronic music was still kind of new and, you know, being discovered for the first time. And, and so I've always been rooting for the under, under, um, the underground stuff and, and the, the nobodies. And even up until the end of the, I mean, the beginning of the pandemic that I went to a show on March uh, 18th, and, uh, you know, it was one of the last shows that I had went to and, you know, I, I got to meet so many people and like, I, you know, Molly Moore was there and, um, uh, God, so many people were there that, that are playing on the station. I'm, all their names are, are escaping me. And I, I wish Michelle in LA, she was there, uh, cause it was her birthday party. So like all of her friends were there in the, uh, oh my God, I'm, I feel stupid. <laughs> I'm forgetting all these people's names. I could see their faces. I'm just terrible at remembering people's names and, and stuff. I'm like, you know, even even the first awards, like I, I wasn't never supposed to be on stage, but the the comedian who was supposed to uh, handle one of the the segments, he just didn't show up. He he was coming from Dallas, Texas, and uh, he didn't. He missed his flight, so I had to cover for him. And I couldn't even remember one of the artists that that uh, won an award and I had to present it. And I could not remember his name. I even had the cue cards and I'm looking at it. And I'm like, uh, I, I can't see my card because I'm freaking out because I, I have such huge stage fright, uh, which is why I held off on doing a TV show for so long that all all the stuff that I've ever done, it's just been radio and I've been hiding behind a microphone. And uh, I don't know why. I just... Uh, I just have a phobia with, uh, you know, even taking speech in college, like it never really prepared me for anything. It's just, <laughs> but uh, I digress. Um, I want to go ahead and, and, and uh, introduce David Weiss and then uh, we'll get on with the show. So you can stop hearing me talk about my life experience, but I hope you enjoy it. And uh, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to follow David Weiss, uh, you know, just click on the description and, Click those links and uh, we'll see you, you know, keep commenting and uh, we'll stay in touch. Oh, let's see if he's on. David. David, 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 David. Awesome. Not... Hi. Hi. <laughs> Finally, after almost six months, <laughs> we've been talking. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to have you on the first episode of season three of KGP Presents. So uh, welcome. Thanks for having me. So um, this this has been quite a year. I, I already did my opening and, and uh, kind of introduce what the what the season's about. And I wanted to open it up with David Weiss because he's kind of like the most respected person in, in the this community. 
And uh, I don't know about that. It might have the loudest mouth, but that's about <laughs> it. Go ahead. But you you seem to be the most knowledgeable and less, you know, you, you don't flap your jaws as much as some of the other uh, people I've I've watched over this past year, you know. And, and you're more available. I mean, you you I've already I've counted like 246 interviews that you've done, and you have so many more lined up, which is which is just absolutely crazy. But um, I mean, that's the only way that the words are really going to get out because uh, the censorship is so bad. You know, you, it's you horrible. For- that's yeah. I'm talking on YouTube. Why we can right? You know, right now they're not blocking it; they're hiding our stuff. You know, you Google flat Earth, you're going to end up with uh, you're going to end up with flat Earth society. You're going to end up with uh, you know nonsense because uh, that's what they feed you. You know, to, to find the real stuff, it's a it's a little more difficult. Right. Yeah. I mean, my brother, uh, back in like 2015, he showed me a picture of a, of a disc in space and he's like, check this out. And then it showed water falling off uh, the earth. And I'm, you know, it, and it showed like space all around. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. I, can, I can't look at this, this garbage. <laughs> well, what, what Globers, globs, I call them, think flat earth is, is, is ridiculous. They think, you know, the earth is a disc in space with water falling off the edge and, you know, all, all sorts of stuff. This, if this is what flat Earth was, is then flat Earth flat Earthers are crazy, right? right. But this is just uh, just this is mind control. This is nothing what flat Earth is. We're not a disc floating in a heliocentric you know solar system, or even with a bunch of pancakes. We're not a pancake in space. Yeah, no sane person would believe that. Not at all. Right. <laughs> it, it's funny the the globs they 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 don't know their own model, and what they know about the flat Earth model is all nonsense. So they're they're double disadvantaged. Yeah, you know, I thought I knew where we lived, and then uh, you know I was teaching eighth grade up in North Hollywood, and um, we showed a video by Vsauce, and it showed the Boy. projection of the sun flying through infinite space at one point three million miles an hour, and then it showed us circling the sun at sixty six point six thousand miles an hour, and then all the planets in the solar system are going five hundred thousand miles chasing the sun and i'm like that makes absolutely no sense there's no empirical way that we can prove this this is factual i mean this these are just assumptions i mean you can't look through a telescope and and visibly um watch this this craziness happen and and we're just supposed to blindly believe it Right. I mean, you can use actual science, uh, their science, to disprove the heliocentric model completely. You know, do we know exactly what this world is? Absolutely not. But we know it's not a disc and uh, not a ball flying through an infinite space vacuum. That's ridiculous. I mean, we have all of these motions going on at once. But somehow, if you go to the Georgia Guidestones and you look through this little hole, um, you'll see Polaris. It never moves. Polaris is there. Do a time lapse. You got a, you got, you know, stars circling around it. How can we be traveling all of those directions? You know, in six months from now, we're going to be 186 million miles on the other side of the sun. And in that six months, the sun has traveled 500,000 miles an hour times the number of hours in six months. But somehow Polaris never moves from that hole. And these, then these numbers and distances are ridiculous. And mainstream science tells us that uh, we were stationary in this one point for 40,000 years and we're supposed to like move and Polaris is going to be another star that's going to be a fixed point. 
Right. So the pyramids have a shaft you look through and there's Polaris, right? And they mm. tell us in 40,000 years, we're going to have another North Star. And then and, you know, 40,000 years ago, there was a different one. So for all of those 40,000 years, you know, in between where we are now, there was no star through that hole. You were just waiting for a new star to show up. Yeah. It's the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> I mean, people think flat earthers are idiots. People think flat earthers are crazy. Globers are absolutely insane. They don't know what they're defending. They don't know what they're arguing about. They don't know what the flat earth model is, but they defend it like their life counts on it. Nobody likes having their ball taken away. And when you look at flat earth, your ball is removed. It is gone. It is the joke. And you wonder how you ever believed it in the first place. I don't know if you know this, but the Kaaba, have you ever heard of that? That's the cube that's in the city of Mecca that was built in yeah. uh, 608 uh, CE. And um, it also has a hole, kind of like the Georgia Guidestones, and it's and it's pointing at the North Star. So interesting, huh? Yeah, you know, but it's I, only going to last for a little while because eventually it's going to be out of alignment, right? You know, right. they 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 spend all this time and, and effort to do these things that it's only going to last for a little while. If the Earth was moving any of those motions, uh, not, by the time they were done drilling the hole, it would be out of alignment, right? right. As soon as they set the stone up. It would be out of alignment. It, it, it's insanity. It's it's absolute insanity. And then the story is, oh, it's so far away that it's light. It's not even there. It's light has been traveling forever. I'm like, we, people we can't don't even observe that. No, yeah, people don't understand. You know, that the, they they make space. They make well in space, light doesn't get dimmer over distance because there's nothing there, right? But we can prove that perspective. Here's the sun right next to the Earth, and we move it away 93 million miles, and it becomes very small in the sky. You look up, the sun is about the size of a coin held at arm's length, right? Right. So it 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 reduced from filling the entire screen to the size of a coin held at arm's length. If we made it 24 times farther, do you think you could see it? Mm, prob probably not. Well, if I said twice as far, the answer is probably not. But 24 times, absolutely, well, scientifically, not. provably not. 100%. Because its angular size is going to get smaller and smaller, and our eyes can only resolve to a certain size, and then it disappears. 24 times farther is three light hours. Okay, the distance light travels in three hours. Okay, they tell us Polaris is 433 light years away. Wow. 433 light years. Okay, right? Polaris is also 46 times bigger than our sun. So to be fair, we'd have to make it 46 times farther. So round that up to 48 for two days. Two days times three hours is six light days. Polaris is scientifically provable, provably too small to see at six light days away. But they tell us it's 433 light years away. Wow. Okay. Game over. <laughs> you're, you're believing nonsense. You know, stars are not these giant gas balls in a vacuum. That's a problem, right? A gas ball in a vacuum. Uh, how, how is that even a, a, an idea that's always blew it's my a stupid mind idea too. is what it is what's that you know, th that's always blew my mind is about the whole vacuum theory and uh you know we're supposed to believe that these um spacesuits are they provide enough compression that they don't suck you know the everything out of you 
like like we were supposed to believe back in was it 2016 when Tesla sent up that Roadster and it had yeah. it was completely intact. I mean, you, I, I would think that everything would have just imploded or exploded. The tires would have exploded. Sure. Right. Because the, the pressure inside would blow up like a balloon and it, it would pop just like a hot air balloon that, you know, exceeds the high altitude. Mark Sargent has a, ta- a challenge out there that, to go into a vacuum chamber wearing a spacesuit with another astronaut because if they put it because he knows that you, you would die. The spacesuit, I call these are snowboarding suits. OK, these are the cool snowboarding outfits. Right. These things would explode. Right. You've seen the video of a tanker of a metal um, tank on a truck on a on a train where they suck all the air out of it and it, it just implodes. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, the opposite is true. If you filled it, you know, if you took all the, if you put that in a vacuum, it would explode. Right. Okay. These soft suits, he would blow up like this guy. This is in a vacuum chamber. Okay. <laughs> it's it, it's insane. And then Tesla, right? You know, Elon Musk, the fraud that he is, and I, I encourage everybody to go uh, check out Greg Reese's expose on uh, on on Elon Musk. Every single thing he has told us about who he is, the companies that he runs are lies. He is just a puppet for the uh, the Illuminati. But right here, snap that picture right there. Wouldn't that be a poster in every Tesla showroom? You would Wouldn't think. There be t-shirts? Yeah, there's not a single photo of it in any Tesla showroom. Never, It's never used in an ad. It was never on the cover of Science, uh, you know, Omni, Science, Time, Newsweek. Never. It was just... The stupid launch that they did had many glitches that we found, many glitches. And uh, Elon, even at the press conference, he goes, you can tell it's real because it looks so fake. We'd have better CGI. <laughs> that's what he said. That's what he said. Okay. And that's real footage, I think right? That's real, real fake footage is what it is. Um, I said, um, wow. Yeah, I said uh, that uh, he... he <laughs> I, I forgot what I was going to say. It's just... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, he, uh, I totally forgot what I was going to say. It was a good point. So just assume I made a good point. Go ahead. Oh, well, Elon <laughs> had made that statement. Like, it, it looks so real because it looks so fake. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Was he told to say that to mock us? Or did he just come out there trying to do damage control? I'm not sure. Either one, it's still a problem. Yeah, I think he was kind of deflecting because he he knew it looked fake. And, and that's why they never really showed it. They showed it the one time. And then it was pretty much gone. And that's it. Yeah. Right. And then I heard people like I was out, I was traveling on business and I was having dinner at a bar and there was a table of, um, you know, millennials behind me and they were just talking about, you know, Elon's Tesla in space. It's so cool. And I finally just turned around. I said, I said, did you guys actually see it? Because, you know, and they're like, oh no, we, we didn't see it, you know, but we heard about it. I'm like, you didn't even watch it. <laughs> I'm like, go watch it. I go watch it. You won't be taught. It's the dumbest thing ever. It's like people believe because they want to believe, you know, yeah. we've all been grown up. We all were raised on space stories, Star Wars, Star Trek, you know, universal pictures with their plane flying around. They couldn't even get the plane right. They got the globe and the plane's <laughs> flying like this. It should be flying, you know, with its belly down, but they didn't want to do that because that would, that would, that would, wake people up if they showed you really how a plane flies around around the globe right i, I think it was in 1929 when they they released that globe uh the hollywood how did globe. they know yeah yeah how I, did they know what it would look like and then right. nasa you know 
got a picture. I'll guess what? It'll look just like that. And then I, I just discovered um, a couple of weeks ago that between 1941 and 1945, the military uh, published over 40,000 maps. And I, I found out that the reason why they did that is to kind of, it, it was disinformation. So other countries couldn't find Hawaii or any parts of the U.S. as easily. So they really just published all this stuff to make, you know, make everyone confused. Yeah, there are there are no great, perfect maps. You know, I go with the Gleason map is what I believe is the closest to reality. Um, and it seems to work because every time they have like an emergency plane landing or something, uh, it lines up with the Gleason's map and not the globe. So. So explain uh, how the Gleason map, how you think it's it's more accurate. Because I've I've kind of questioned it. Like I've seen different, you know, flat earth maps and some are very different than others. But uh, yeah. Yeah. So so the Gleason's map. uh, Let me just show you an example of a, a emergency flight that had to land. If I could find it. Here we go. So here's the globe shot from uh, Taiwan to LA and Hawaii is right out here. And there was some emergency, somebody was having a medical issue, whatever it was, and they could have landed here. They could have gone to LA, but instead they went all the way up to Alaska. And if we look at this on, you know, the standard flat earth map, Taiwan, emergency, Alaska, Hawaii is all the way out here. Mm -hmm. Right. So on the, on the, on the globe, you know, the traveling from one Southern location to another, uh, doesn't make any sense. They take these crazy um, routes uh, way, way, way out of um, out of uh, out of way. So, like for example, this is going from Perth to to uh, Santiago. This is what they'll show you on the screen, and this is what the they'll, they'll tell you that you're that the plane is going. This is the shortest route on a globe, but we can't fly over Antarctica because we'll disturb the penguins. Right. Right. So maybe, you know, how about just go around there? That would be the quickest route. But this is the actual route. They go two different ways. They go from Perth to uh, the West Coast here. Sometimes they make two stops. Then they go over to Sydney and across or they go here to Europe, Singapore and Perth. This makes no sense on a globe. No, No sense whatsoever. But these are the routes that they take. Huh. You know, it's kind of interesting yeah. because that seems to be the biggest argument against flat earth is the, is the flight routes. And you, it's not like you can, How so? you, you can't look and verify yourself because a lot of flights are, are being canceled. And like, I tried to look myself and tried to book a flight from Australia to South America, and there was no existing flights at all. Well, so there are there are existing flights, um, but there's a lot of fake flights. There's a lot of flights mm-hmm. that are canceled. There's a lot of flights that are so overpriced that nobody signs up on them, and uh, and they don't exist. But there is a, a a flight from you know we we were like didn't believe that the flight existed, but then we saw it. And we're hearing testimony. We're like maybe it does exist, and so we um we uh, talked to Max Egan. I don't know if you know who he is. He hates flat Earth, or he hated flat Earth. <laughs> and he said, "I'm taking that flight. Um, let's do a live stream, and I'll prove to you that the flight exists." And we're like, "Right on." So we did a live stream, and uh, Max uh, Max uh, showed us he's at the airport. He boarded the plane. He showed us where he was. He proved he was on the plane. The plane took off. You know, then he shuts his phone off. We tracked the plane, and they're showing us some you know ridiculous path like this. 
Max was taking uh, compass readings on his flight and his, and he should have been going south, you know, southwest, but he found out he was going north, you know, northwest, then west, and then, you know, southwest and then south, which didn't make a lot of sense to him. But here, here's the flight. All these green lines are southwest. Then right there is west. And then as soon as you pass west, you're going southwest and then south. And we charted that on a Gleason's map and it makes perfect friggin' sense. It's a straight line. You know, oh. they want you to believe that he went all the way around here, which would have been southwest, west, you know, but these compass readings that he took verify the route that he took, that the route that he went. So have you and he wasn't a flat earther, he was an anti-flat earther at that time. Right. So do, do we have testimony from like airline pilots and military pilots and stuff about these yes. sort of routes? Tons, tons of tons and tons. And we interviewed a KLM pilot and she was fired the next day, uh, you know, grounded because they, they sent her to psychiatrics. Uh, you know, these the pilots, uh, Qantas pilots tell us that they talk about it amongst themselves all the time, but they can't talk about it publicly because they want the, they want to keep their jobs. Um, let me just show you, for those of you that don't know what... Um, how, how this works is at the center of the flat earth, we have the magnetic north and I'm pushing this compass west. West is a circle because I have to keep that needle pointing towards the center. West is a circle. It's not a straight line. Every straight line is south. I'll explain that in a second. Now I'm pushing it east. And if I wanna maintain a heading of east, I have to keep correcting to the north, but these corrections are so minor that you wouldn't even notice them. If you were on a track 500 miles around, you would think you're going in a straight line. And now I'm gonna dead reckon west and immediately I'm going south. If I don't correct to the north, I'm heading south. Every direction, every straight line is south. If west was this way, if I point that way, I'm pointing south because west is a circle or east. East is a circle around. That's south, that's south, that's south. Every direction is south. If I'm going from here, if I'm going this way, I'm going north, but as soon as I pass the north, I'm going south. That's now south. South is every direction away. That was going north and now it passed North Pole and it's going south. So you don't every believe that- straight line goes south, go ahead. So if we're going south from you know New York to I don't know, Argentina or something like that. You don't have to account for the movement of the earth. You know, they say that gravity holds, holds us in line. <laughs> when we go south, they, they, you know, gravity holds us in line. So when there's, there's no, you know. Um, yeah, there's no slippage. Use. You know, a, a sniper, they tell us, has to account for the spin of the earth, which is the dumbest thing ever. No snipers account for the spin of the earth. There's one video, if you type in Coriolis effect, this guy will say, yo, I have to calculate for the spin of the earth. So you're you're a, a sniper and you got, you know, your target in, in line. And you go, okay, I got him right in my scope. He's right on the friggin' X, okay? Mm -hmm. And then what I do, I say, all right, I'm going to have to move it to the left and hook that bullet around. Okay, dumbest thing ever. No. When you're shooting in the distance, you account for drop, you account for wind, but you don't account for the spin of the earth. Okay, dumbest, dumbest thing ever. Hot air balloons go up and they don't account for Coriolis, okay? But a sniper does, so here's a question for you. What about a sniper 
on a hot air balloon? Does he have to account for Coriolis? No, I think he would just have to account for the distance in wind. <laughs> right. It's the dumbest. It's the dumbest thing ever. Think about this. If you're sitting here on the equator on a point in the ground, you're moving a thousand miles an hour because the earth is spinning 24,000 miles around. It takes one day to go around. You're going about a thousand miles an hour. Okay. You with me? Yeah. So you're moving relative to a point in space at a thousand miles an hour. If I was one mile from the North pole, I still go around once a day, but I'm making a much smaller circle. How fast am I going? Well, it's 3.14 miles is the distance I'm traveling in 24 hours. So I'm going well under one mile per hour. Okay. I'm going like an eighth of a mile per hour, whatever it is. Okay. You with me? Yeah. So if I'm sitting on a runway a mile from the North Pole and I take off and I fly to Ecuador and I want to land on a North South runway that's moving sideways at a thousand miles an hour. How do I do that? Um, yeah, I, I've, I've heard this before, and I don't remember. Um, you would say think... gravity. It's your only. It's your only option. <laughs> <laughs> it's the dumbest thing ever. It's the dumbest yeah. thing ever. Okay, you can't land on a spinning ball, airplane, not air globe, right? You you can't account for that speed. You can't. Yeah. I've also noticed there's a lot of word trickery, you know, like uh, outer space and extraterrestrial and, you know, it it doesn't mean that they always tell us like, right. This is extra territory in the outer space. We live in the inner space. This is a giant pond. These are islands in the pond. Right. And so if somebody lived out here, they'd be an extraterrestrial from the outer space. They could fly in, abduct you, probe you, and make it back in time for dinner with their family. Okay? Yeah. So what do you think of the whole moon reflection of the of the Earth? Um, I, oh, I saw... that, that thing. You, you're watching uh, Iwar. Yeah. That, that was mind-blowing. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, don't, don't, don't eat it all up. Don't, don't just believe it. I don't know if the moon's reflection... If the, moon, if the patterns on the moon are the map of the earth, they could be. There's a lot of similarities, like too many. But again, I, again, you can make shapes out of whatever you want. Your, your mind can do stuff, but there's so many things. But we don't have a real map of the earth. So, so how, how do we know what it really looks like? How do we know? Does it really look like this? Maybe this is just a natural pattern that happens in nature, you know, and we, we you know, that, you know, like the, um, you know, how f- everything is, um, what's the, the flower, not the flower of life, the, um, the Fibonacci sequence, the Fibonacci pattern, right? Mm-hmm. Is it Fibonacci or, uh, yeah, whatever. I think it's Fibonacci. <laughs> Maybe these are just natural patterns and it resembles the earth. But yeah, I like the idea that, good. No, I was just going to say, that's a whole other rabbit hole to dive into. It's huge. It's huge. But but one thing I, that I do kind of like, if imagine you put your zodiacs, your signs, you know, you, all, all around here. You, so you got your 12 zodiac signs. And this, if you can see this outer circle here, this is the shoreline of our world pond. And so mm-hmm. everything beyond that shoreline, we call Antarctica, but we don't know what's there because no one's allowed to go there. And let's say that our magnetic center is right here and our magnetic center is following this magnetic line and it goes around 
um, every, every great year, every great year is like 25,000 years. So every 2,160 years, it moves into another sign. Like we're going into Aquarius, right? It's the right. dawning of the age of Aquarius right now. And so this puddle, everything in the known world and in the green here is moving. The land doesn't move, the puddle moves. So in, you know, in 5,000 years, the puddle is gonna be over here, okay? And this will be, there'll be an ice age going on here. This will so, be an ice age. You have to wait for it to come all the way around for us to remelt. Then that explains mud floods. That exp explains a lot of things. Good. Um, so that kind of makes a little bit of sense if you consider, you know, how scientists say that the magnetic North Pole is moving, that if if the sun's trajectory around the plane is is also shifting, that we would have ice melting and icebergs breaking off because it is right. moving. Sure. Interesting. It's interesting. And again, these are things that we can have discussions on. But, you know, whether you believe that the earth is an extended plane and we're a pond within that plane, which is my belief, or, or you believe that, you know, that this is what's going on, or you believe that um, we have different suns circling uh, in different radiuses with different worlds. Um, all of this is interesting to discuss, but we all agree and we can scientifically prove that the earth is not a spinning ball flying to an infinite space vacuum. That's just ridiculous, right? Yeah. A ball of gas so big, it has gravity that can hold on to a whole row of planets, but it can't affect their moons because the planets are holding on to their own moons, but the sun doesn't affect the moon. It's the dumbest thing ever. Okay, I keep saying it's dumb. Well, it's super dumb. And, and then you have a gas ball in a vacuum. What happens when you put gas into a vacuum? It just equalizes everywhere. Right, it spreads okay? out. Yeah, crazy. So I, I don't know if you, you, you recall me mentioning this before, but um, back in 2017, I picked up a, a JPL engineer from uh, Pasadena and he was going to the airport. And during our trip, we saw this giant light and I, I kind of described it in the opening, but um, it, it looked like a giant wake. So if you ever gone boating and you, you know, there's like the ripple of, of the boat that, you know, and that's yeah. what we would go wakeboarding off of, but um, above. yeah, that's what it looked like. And it, it um, the two rockets that broke off, they were going outward, but they weren't going anywhere. They were just spinning in a circle and I, I looked up and I go, Oh, is that aliens? And, and the engineer is like, Oh no, that that's, um, that that's SpaceX. And you know, they just launched, um, was it Falcon nine or Snapdragon? One of the two. And, um, he said, yeah, they just hit the firmament. And I'm like the firmament, what are you kidding? And he's like, no, I'm not kidding. We we've never gone, uh, beyond lower, lower, lower earth's orbit. I'm like, right. so that's real. And yeah, it's, and we had this whole conversation for about an hour and a half because, you know, driving through L.A. is like maddening on a Friday night or whatever night it was. And um, he went into more detail about the sun being closer and that it's like more electric than and we really don't know because we've never gone that far. So um, it, it just kind of blew my mind, which opened the door to this like possibility that you know, we can't really trust anything that the government says. I mean, I never really believed in the, the moon right. landing to begin with because there were just so many holes. 
let me show you. This is a SpaceX rocket that went up the other day. Okay. So first, the, the whole landing, but the, the amount of thrust would just destroy everything on the ground. But look at this thing. It's floating up in the air. This little flame, this little natural gas flame mm -hmm. is somehow pushing this thing up super slow. What's stabilizing it? Okay. And you could also see that it's not moving very fast. Now, first, this is they keep switching between the onboard camera and the ground camera. Look at the angle. Look how low this thing is. Now look how high it is, right? To get this side view, it would have to be far, far away. Now, this thing is falling. Now, this thing weighs probably 40 tons, maybe more. It's falling out of the sky. But look at the smoke coming off of it. It's barely moving. This is just like, like it's not moving. Whether this is CGI, whether... Yeah, well, what doesn't matter, just watching that, look how high it is now, and then now look at it. And this thing is falling, free falling. This is free falling. And now look how high it is all of a sudden. And you can tell how fast it's moving by the smoke coming off of it. It's barely moving, okay? And so this thing's falling down now. Now I say this is CGI, this isn't even a helium rocket, what they're showing us. How did the camera get underneath it? I was just Two of the say. three burners are gonna go out, watch. And now look at this, this little smoke and fire, you know, this is just a light show and watch all the smoke. What, what did they forget to dust off the runway? Okay, this is CGI smoke, this is just fake. And then look at it landing at an angle, but didn't fall over, right? This is touted as real, okay? People believe this thing just took off and landed. Wait, right that didn't blow off. up? No. It, they look like, like a, a quarter of it was past the, the landing pad. Yeah. It, it, that didn't it, look it, real again, at all. It's the dumbest. It's it, Again, they're mocking us by, by showing this, us this stuff and people just believe it. Here, China landed on Mars. This is the only proof that we have that China, China landed on Mars. Notice the shadow when it comes down. Look at this ridiculous shadow also. That's proof that we landed on Mars. That looked like the same CGI that we see in like the Godzilla movies. <laughs> I, I the, Cartman and, and Kyle are laughing at that. It's ridiculous. Oh my goodness. Right, but they're clapping. It's more convincing now. And this part gets me, they're hugging. How can they fake that? Well, the hugging just signifies that it is real. It's like, yes, how, how it could is, all those guys is. agree to deceive the world? How could they? Well, that's the other thing. How can so many people keep the secret? You know, there's not that many people keeping the secret. Those are a few actors right there. You know, I don't even know if that's from China. It might be done here in Hollywood. Okay. All of the division of countries, it's all made up. China, Russia, the United States, we're not at war with each other. It's all made up. It's the, the ruling families that are running this world are, uh, are in charge. You know, there's, there's these groups that run the world. This is how the world is run. We are just slaves within this, uh, in, in this system. And they put us in a prison. That prison is uh, a prison for our mind. It's the globe. Well, that's what gets me about um, like the whole Antarctica treaty and how we had all these countries who we were supposedly at, in a cold war with. And yet in 1959, we agreed with Russia to secure the border or the 60th parallel of Antarctica, and nobody is allowed there because of some environmental treaty. And well, we don't want to disturb the ice and the penguins, you know, the penguins. Do we really think what that Russia gave a crap about the penguins in, in Russia? 
I mean, uh, in, in, in 1959, when they came up with the treaty, nobody, the word environmentalism wasn't even a word. We were raping the world, fighting for resources. Admiral Byrd flies out there and says, there's a world bigger than the United States with uh, unlimited resources that no one has ever set eyes upon. And then all of a sudden we do the treaty, all of a sudden he dies. Um, and, you know, now all these countries have signed on to it. You know, then they're sending bombs up trying to blow a hole in something. Hmm, wonder what's going on there. Right? Yeah, these are the six uh, missions to put us in a prison for our mind. Yeah, and if you look at his, uh, Admiral Byrd's son, he tried to go to Washington, D.C. to honor his father's memory because they were going to build some kind of monument or something like that. And he took a train from, I think he was from Connecticut or something like that. But um, his wife said that he got on the train and he ended up in Ohio, I think it was. And they found him dead. Like he was like homeless. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. And so there's like a huge mystery. And I, he, the, the, the article stated that he was going to try to get um, a hold of his, his memoirs because they, I guess the military wouldn't allow him access to his memoirs. So he wanted to go to the, the Smithsonian where they were going to honor his, you know, his, his, his life. And uh, they basically prevented him for, from reaching there. So <laughs> fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. There's so much, uh, so much. What else you got? Um, let's see. Um, what, Is, what about the Mars Ad, landing? Uh, I yeah, real quick. Admiral Byrd sure. was being interviewed, got a world clock behind them with a flat earth map. Interesting. Oh, very interesting. I did not yeah. ever see that. Yeah, I've yeah. looked at a lot of stuff over this past year. I mean, the first month, first three months that I that I even considered that maybe the world was not what it seemed. I didn't sleep for three months. As soon as I discovered, <laughs> welcome, welcome, flat Earth. <laughs> as soon as I, I slept discovered, in six years. <laughs> yeah, I discovered you know Jaronism and then Globusters and then Eric Dubay and and it just kept me busy. I mean, there were six years worth of you know information and videos and. You know, I even found a um, uh, a thesis that was written uh, this woman out of uh, the Middle East, and she was it, it was published, and you can find it on um, archive archive.org or something like that. But uh, apparently, she didn't get her her doctorate because of this whole thesis. So I, I find that very interesting that she, you know, basically kind of proved through through medical, I mean, not in the medical, but uh, scientific research that, that the earth is indeed flat and stationary. Yeah. I don't think she proved that it was flat, but she proved that the earth wasn't moving. Well, so what I'm showing you here, this is the only proof that we have landed a rover on Mars. This is what they, they wheeled into the classrooms for kids to see. Again, Cartman and Kenny and Kyle are laughing. Okay. <laughs> this, this, this parachute works with a 1% of the Earth's atmosphere, okay? That's ridiculous. A parachute won't open here at 50,000 feet. This is equivalent to like 150,000 feet. We can't even get helium balloons up that high, okay? So this is the only proof that we have, all right? And this wow. is what they are applauding. Now, you know, the Globers will go, well, you know, they, you know it's, a, it's an animation because, you know, they, they can't get it back in real time, you know? And so my question is, if it's an animation, what happens if the data said that it crashed? Do you have an animation of a crashing? I'd like to see that. And uh, instead, they show this. 
tension. You know, it landed. I don't know what that friggin' box is, but this is what they showed. This is what they showed, right? And then you have all these people, you know, fresh out of space camp, most of them, staring up monitors, reading data. We, we even had a, uh, a NASA um, person that worked in uh, one of there's these control the rooms. Yeah, there's the proof. They're high-fiving right there. Um, and uh, they said that they do so many simulations that are so at good that they can't tell the difference between a simulation and the real event. Wow. Wonder why that is. <laughs> I guess if that's the only thing you ever see and you just have to right. trust it's what you're It's a simulation. Saying. You're just being fed data. You mentioned something about a, a satellite that owned by university. Was that you? Yeah. Uh, I think it's Ohio University who owns a satellite. And anytime they want to see um, live footage, they have to go through NASA. And it takes a couple of weeks before they even uh, get to see the data because they because NASA has to interpret right. the data. Yeah, it's, it's people believe that satellites are up there taking pictures. You know, one of them is uh, the Himawari 8 satellite, the Japanese satellite that takes a picture of the Earth every 15 minutes. Okay. Yeah. And so, and it has the weather patterns on it. Okay. Well, we found a, if we didn't hack it, it was an open server at NASA where we had, there was tens of thousands of file folders about the Himawari 8. And we found that what they are is it was the blue marble flat map. Then they wrap it on a sphere. Then they add some topography. And then they take radar map of the world and they wrap the radar, the weather, the current weather onto it. It's just done in Photoshop. And then they put the Terminator, the dark and light Terminator line is, but we saw the images showing all of the clouds all the way around. And then they, the image they show us half the world is dark. Well, how did they see the clouds if the world was dark? And we 100% proved that this is fake. We showed you how they did it, what they're going, and people still don't care. People are like, what about the Hemori 8? I'm like, I just showed you a video exposing the entire thing. It's like, well, 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 you know, and people just, some people aren't ready to wake up. Right. I mean, satellites are balloons. NASA owns almost all of the helium companies in the world, and they're the largest consumer of helium. They put up tens of thousands of these things on balloons. Some of the balloons are bigger than football stadiums. Wow. Yeah, and these things have come crashing down uh, all over all over the world. Um, they're it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I actually saw the contract. Uh, I think it was in two thousand thirteen, uh, which showed that NASA had has consumes like ninety four percent of the world's helium. Well, 94% of the world's helium that they want us to know, they don't want us to know that helium is abundant and it's infinite. And the, the they they demonized lighter than air gases with the Hindenburg made, uh, you know, hydrogen that was so dangerous. It's explosions. They linked it to the hydrogen bomb. And, you know, people are like, okay, we can't use hydrogen. Well, now there's not enough helium. They don't want companies starting independent, um, you know, dirigible, you know, large airship companies. Because if you have a large airship, a solar panel and a fan, some food, you can travel anywhere you want and not worry about fuel, right? So they don't want people doing that. So they've limited our access to helium. Helium is infinite in source. So the, the space shuttle, you know, that big red tank that supposedly is full of 
fuel. Do you think that was just full of helium? It is. This is a this is the 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 tank falling back to Earth. The guys on the shuttle that are going into space, going over seventeen thousand miles an hour, are filming this thing. They're going up. This thing is free falling. It's over forty thousand pounds. Watch right here. A little handkerchief is gonna blow by, which will give you a relative idea how fast this thing is moving. Um, there it goes. Right. So it's barely moving. Okay. And they're filming this thing. They're going up. This is falling. This is 40,000 pounds empty. It's falling. How are they, how are they filming this? I don't this know. Is you, a blimp. you would think that it would just be burning up from the atmosphere because it's going so it's fast. It's supposed to burn up before it gets to the clouds. It's supposed to completely atomize. Those clouds are not that far away. Here's the question. Is this being filmed from above or from below? You don't know because you have nothing to reference it to. Right. Like, like, you know, they show us clips from the space station like this. Where's the land? And the Glober would go, well, it's over the ocean. You can't see the land. Well, this is how easy it is to be fooled. That looks like the globe Earth, doesn't it? Yeah. It's actually the sky looking from our front yard. OK, wow. that's how easy it is to convince. Them. I can see when you look at that, you see a globe, you see the curve in your imagination. Yeah, well, anytime right. I watch the the 24 hour live feed on the, the ISS, because, you know, my, there's no 24 hour live feed. It's a 24 hour loop of the same 17 minutes. Yeah, I, I did notice that uh, my students had pointed out like, oh, we just saw that because the these uh, astronauts were just kind of like switching cables from place to place. Yeah. And we watched them for 15 minutes not doing a single thing. and I, I was like, what are they doing? And then the you watch an eight hour spacewalk to go out and fix something. And they, they, they basically have a big wrench and they tighten one nut and that's what they fix it with. Okay. Right. The space, the international fake station, I like to call it is the biggest joke ever. It is the most complicated technological thing, vehicle that was ever built. It was never assembled on earth. They didn't, Build it, assemble it, make sure it works, make sure, you know, make sure everything screws together properly. They didn't, they even had other countries making parts. So you got a US part and another, you know, got two parts, two different countries. Well, somehow they didn't have the same plans and they didn't make the adapters. So they had to make an adapter. So a third company had to make this friggin' adapter to adapt the, to connect the two parts, right? Never tested it on Earth. Built it in space. Now, mission control would need to be supervising this entire thing. There's not a single photo or video of it being built when it would be the most filmed construction project in history. There's nothing. You would, There's none you of would it being think built. there would be hours and hours and hours of footage of them building and putting this together. Because, I mean, that is a, a you know, it, it, you're making history. Right. And, and all of the, they have all of these vital things on the outside. Think about a submarine. How much mechanics are on the outside? Zero. Okay. Everything's on the inside, right? The harshness of space is insanity. You have swings in temperature every 90 minutes of over 500 degrees, right? I can tell you that solar panels would not last a day in that, in those conditions, right? These solar panels couldn't generate a fraction of the energy that they need to run the coolers and the air conditioner, you know, the, 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 just the air conditioning alone and the heating, these solar panels couldn't do it. 
It's like watching a transformer. <laughs> this is a cartoon that we, you know, they're, they're, the cartoons are, are, are how they control our minds. I mean, check this woman out. This is a ball filled with helium. So it kind of floats. It's real. This is not real. Okay. This is augmented reality. I'll show you again. What? Nothing's there. They beamed it in. This is when you're talking to kids. This is a real object. It's a ball, right? I'll show you again. It's a ball that has just the right amount of helium in it. So it floats so she can actually play with it. It doesn't float perfectly. She has to kind of hold on to it because it will fall. And this thing, they even put a little beaming thing and they made a beaming noise. They're just, they're, they're, they're actors. They're hypnotizing people. They're mocking us. It's called augmented reality. This is how they do it. She's seeing stuff either in contact lenses or, or, or something behind the camera and she's watching it and she's manipulating fake objects in real time. And the way that they speak to the public, they, they act as if they're just speaking to children. I mean, there's nothing scientific. Right. You never see them actually doing any kind of experiments. We're doing science. We're doing, what are you doing up there? We're doing science. We have a very busy day. We're doing science. Lots of science. Well, you know, lots of science. What science? Well, they grew lettuce. Did you do that 10 years ago? You know. Doing flips. It, 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 yeah, flips and playing with water. They're playing with water. Water is going all over the place. And there's, there's power things all over the place it is insane and then all of the women have long hair they don't even let women with long hair you know fly in jets i don't think um in their their long hair is is flipping all over the place you know it's it's hairsprayed right this is this is um on a zero g plane it's actually not the one i wanted to show you but that's all right we'll, we'll just go with this i was just and, gonna ask you how do they fake the these you know anti-gravity scenes yeah so so one way is um the short scenes are done in uh in uh, on a zero g plane zero g plane does this parabolic arc you get about 45 seconds of weightlessness um but one time they were doing a live thing on the morning news like we're gonna have satellite coverage for like 45 seconds hmm. and they were talking to these guys and all of a sudden they all slammed into the wall and they are like they cut away and they're like, oh, the, the space station hit a pocket of gravity or or had a catastrophic switch. I think they said a, a, a catastrophic. Switch in its orbit and they all crashed. But if you watch, I turned it sideways and compared it to the end of a zero G flight. And it's the same thing. And this guy here, he catches two objects with one hand like he's done it a million times. OK. This is the end of a parabolic arc and the, arc, and the end came like 10 seconds before it was supposed to. And so while they were doing their stuff, they all fell. And then wow. they cut away, made up some dumb excuse. So yeah. what is your take and on- And other times why? they're hanging from oh. wires, but go, go, ahead. Um, go ahead. You know, all this deception, like why, why would they even carry this out and continue it? And why is it so important to- you know, have this like giant lie. I mean, all, obviously there's multiple countries that are in on it together, but you know, why? Countries, division of countries is a made up thing. We're all one. Tataria was a worldwide civilization here um, just over a hundred years ago. And then there was some sort of reset that happened, some great reset, watch out for that. Um, they can be hiding uh, free energy, hiding creator, hiding spirituality, hiding more land, uh, more resources. Uh, scientific knowledge, uh, what's in Antarctica, hide that you are at the center of the universe, hide that you're special. 
that we have uh, a free will. They don't want us to know that our thoughts create our reality. They want us to bow down and pay attention to them. All of the restrictions that are going on in the world right now, if everyone woke up tomorrow and said, no, I'm ignoring the government, anything you say, I'm not listening to, we wouldn't even hear them anymore. They'd be done, they'd be done, right? But they want us to believe that a free society would turn into chaos. You know, They tell us stories that you know they tried to create a utopia, but then everyone ended up killing each other. That's nonsense. That's what they're trying to get us to do. Well, I don't, I don't ever watch the news. Once, once a year, I'll turn it on for five minutes and killings and it's just nonsense, car yeah. crash, whatever they, just, they want you in fear. Um, every other day, NASA says, oh, an asteroid just missed us. Another one just missed us. You know, we didn't even see this one and it whizzed by, you know, it was the size of a, a tractor trailer. You know, they want us living in fear. They want us not using our potential. They, they, they've dumbed us down with, you know, all sorts of, uh, well, things, it's fluoride and, and poisons and this thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So the vacation. Yeah, the vacation. So, you know, why the lie? This is the most important lie they have because I'll tell you, everyone that's woken up to flat earth is unplugged from the matrix. They've stopped feeding the fear into the system and they've freed their lives. My life has changed amazingly since I woke up. Uh, you know, it, it, I've never been bored for a second. You know, if I, if I get insomnia at like three o'clock in the morning, I'm like, all right, I got five hours before I have to talk to anybody. This is awesome, <laughs> right? You're never bored. You're never bored because there's so much. This world is an amazing, amazing place. So have how, you seen how this? Was, sorry, but good. How was your transformation? I mean, how? I mean, obviously, you didn't believe the world was flat your entire life. So, what what changed your mind? I mean, what? I was forced to look at it because I was doing a conspiracy podcast, and I. Um, you know, we're looking into all the conspiracies, the Connecticut one, the New York one, the Boston one, exposing the crap out of them. People say, hey, Dave, have you ever looked at the flat earth? You know, check out this video. Delete. You're banned from our social media and you can never come back because you're too stupid. OK, to even suggest that I watch your stupid video about flat earth. But then I had a friend who was like, Dave, I think the earth is flat. And I'm like, not you, too. Sophia, it was <laughs> Sophia Smallstorm. And uh, and she said, here, watch this video. And she sent me uh, Mark Sargent's Clues, I think, and Eric Dubay's uh, 200 Proofs. And uh, I was like, all right, I'm just going to debunk this. I'm going to do a little research. And for two weeks, I uh, tried everything I could to disprove Flat Earth and prove the globe. And at the end of that, I came out the other side going, wow. And then everything has just gotten, you know, more... Uh, you start to see more and more from there. How can you figure out anything if you think you're spinning out of control, moving all those directions in once in an infinite space vacuum versus you're at the center of the universe on solid foundation, not moving where everything in the heavens above is spinning above you and they're not what you think they are. Yeah. I mean, they, they want us believing that we're a speck of dust and we're insignificant. Right just bugs you know here's uh this is the national buoyancy lab they got a space the space station underwater where they do all the training they all the training in a space where all the water is trying to get in your suit versus space where all the air is trying to get out of your suit okay makes no sense but um up here on the wall they have this picture of a vitruvian man in you know uh, with a scuba diver handing him a power tool and a rocket trying to break through the dome Interesting. Okay. 
what the you know in our faces in our faces let me let me show your listeners i'm sure you know about how seasons work do you know about seasons we have them <laughs> <laughs> well they make no sense on a on a on a globe they make no sense whatsoever whatsoever um so this is my app. Are you familiar with my app? I sure do. Okay, it's the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. And I'm just going to explain seasons for, for those of you that are listening that don't know. The sky is a perfect clock, which is impossible in a heliocentric beehive solar system, which would never work. The sun goes around once every 24 hours. It keeps track of the hours and the days. It laps the moon once every 28 days. So the moon, its phase, its position, keep track of the, of the weeks and the months or the moons. And um, the reason the sun isn't attached to the hour hand right now is because they're throwing off our body clock by telling us it's an hour later than it is. But the sun always tells the time. Okay. So I'll slow it down, turn on the stars. The stars spin around just slightly faster than the sun. And that means, so they lap the sun once a year. So each month, the next zodiac will catch up to the sun and the sun will work its way through the zodiac. We're almost into the Tropic of Cancer, which will be um, coming up later this month. So the Tropic of Cancer is this inner yellow line, right? Mm -hmm. So if I turn on the zodiac, um, I have to jump, hold on, if I turn the zodiac on right now, it's not there yet. If I have to jump one month forward, there. So in uh, in uh, July, the sun will be in the Tropic of Cancer because that's when the sun is in the Tropic of Cancer. And then opposed six months later, this is the Tropic of Capricorn, right? So if I if I jump the sun six months forward, one, two, three, four, five, six. So we're in December. It's out over the Tropic of Capricorn. Australia is having its summer because the sun is high, goes over their heads. We're having our winter in the north because the sun is farther away. It's farther away. And if I turn on the, the tropics, you'll see that the sun is in Capricorn, right? Yeah. Interesting. Actually, I'm, uh, I actually have to go one more month. Now, now it's in Capricorn, which is opposed to um, the Tropic of Cancer. So that's how seasons work. Seasons only make sense on a flat earth. The whole tilted idea makes no sense because at sunrise, it should be freezing in June here in the north because the sun is at the lowest angle possible. And according to the helio nonsensical BS model, it's three and a half million miles farther away in our summer, which some people just can't even fathom that. Real quick on the app and then I'm gonna jump out. I'm offering two Bitcoins for anybody that can supply one proof of the globe, but you have to take the challenge. Every day there's a new featured video here. Watch the video every day for two weeks. If you think the earth is a globe after that, which you won't, um, send me your proof. But before you do, you have to hit the question mark and up come all of the questions you're going to ask. You know, what about, uh, you know, are all pilots and scientists in on it? If I hit, like, if I hit that one, up comes a playlist of videos. Um, where is it? Up comes a playlist of videos that YouTube will not show you these are videos testimonies all sorts of stuff um proving that uh even an astronaut that a polish astronaut that admitted that the earth was flat uh in an interview last year wow so 
These are videos that you will not find uh, easily on YouTube. Um, also have tons of other stuff, mud floods, bottom right, uh, biblical flat earth, debunking the, the shill debunkers. All the interviews will be here. Your interview will be right up here. Uh, click that cool. and you'll see uh, lots of interviews I've done. Um, books, great book here, 16 emergency landings that prove flat earth. Uh, tons of tons of stuff, adding new stuff all the time. So it's a great resource to, to find stuff like that. Uh, playlists in different languages. Some, some stuff that we like here, you can check it out or not. And our t-shirts, of course, don't forget our t-shirts, top left. If you want to flat smack somebody, the t-shirts are, are awesome. Um, also, it's got resources like tons of images. You know, hey, we went to the moon in this thing made out of paper mache and tinfoil and curtain rods. Yeah, that looks ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> And then this thing right took mind? off and met with the orbiter afterwards. Who in their right mind would right? believe this? Uh, most of the world. And in that dune most buggy, the world. Where, where did they store that dune buggy? Oh my God. The whole, <laughs> the whole dune buggy do, doesn't even, you know, it, 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 they say it folded up and it's got rubber tires on it. How do you have rubber tires that don't explode in space? Right. right. Again, so much, uh, so much stuff in here. You know, here's Pluto. Right. This is the picture of Pluto. Why does it have a desert? If that's what it is, that looks like Pluto. It's because they're mocking us. Yeah. So tons of uh, tons of stuff. there. adding new stuff all the time. Uh, this is one I like. This is the 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 wind maps. I'll set it for uh, 40,000 feet. This is what the actual trade winds look like. Okay, this the pink and white area. Those winds are going like two hundred miles an hour. What happened? Well, that makes oh. a lot more sense. Yeah, and uh, and they're and check this out. They're they're outrunning the spin of the Earth. The Earth is spinning to the to the east, but those winds are outrunning the spin of the Earth. That's <laughs> insanity. Here's a compass. This is how a compass works. Right, so, east and west are circles. Good. So they, you know, that it's noon when the sun is directly over your head. So do you, you think they they created the whole daylight savings to throw people off? That that it's not it's, circular. It's to throw off our body clocks. We are part of this uh, of this Earth. You know, we are part of the Earth system. I don't believe people can live. You know, high up in the air. I don't believe that. Um, you know, we need to be connected. We're electrical beings. This is an electrical world. And um, there, uh, where's my point again? The, um, what was your question? I'm sorry. Oh, it just, just about the daylight savings, but I, I think you're getting into oh, the whole cathode. Yeah, no, no. The daylight savings is literally to throw us off. It's to throw our body clocks off. Um, you know, daylight savings is the dumbest thing ever. They want the, the daylight savings. That's like, I have my, I'm cold on my quilt. It's not long enough. So I'm going to cut a foot off the bottom and I'm going to sew it onto the top. Yeah. Okay. To make my quilt longer. All right. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. That makes no sense. You know, we're, we're supposed to get up with the sun and go to sleep, you know, with the, with the sunset. And also they, they changed the, I guess, are we on the Gregorian calendar where it originally was supposed to be 13 months and 28 days cycles. Right to, to, to they, follow they, the moon. They hijacked. They hijacked it all, the whole thing. Yeah, it, it that also doesn't make any sense either. Nothing makes sense. 
Yeah. Nothing makes sense. So what about world, planets? Planets. Um, they're <laughs> plain. They added a little cross at the end. Planet, right? Um, there are no no planets. Uh, it's you know yes we see those lights in the sky, but I went out the other night and. I saw Jupiter, bright as can be. How does a dusty, dirty ball 25 million miles away reflect sunlight and, and it's brighter than a star, okay? You know, look at the planets. They're, they're the brightest stars in the sky. How does it, how does a dusty, dirty ball, you know, like Mars, <clears throat> Mars is super bright in the sky. How does Mars, which is, uh, you know, supposedly this dusty, dirty ball, how's that reflecting light that's so, that's so bright? It looks yeah. like, you know, an, an actual light. So that's impossible. So what are planets? Well, I don't know. But when you zoom in on them with today's consumer optics, uh, we're seeing not a rocky planet. This is an energetic, maybe sentient energy here within the Earth system. They're all named after gods. Okay. So what's up with that? They, they used to be called wandering stars. Uh, you know, if you look at this is the star Sirius, doesn't look like a burning ball of hydrogen to me, right? Here's Capella, right? You can see this with your naked eye, actually. You know, that's why it looks like it's flickering. You know, this is what it kind of looks like without really zooming in. Um, you know what it looks like to and me if you, is, <clears throat> like if you have a light in your pool, and the waves are kind of waving around. That's what those lights look like. Yeah, it looks kind of looks like there's water up there, huh? Mm -hmm. Right. You look up star in a jar. It's where they take uh, sound waves and they project them, focus them into a jar of water, and these little stars appear. They look like little mini suns in the water. So, so again, how are people taking photos of these planets? People are taking photos, like, but we're not seeing, uh, we're seeing lights, right? They kind of look spherical, uh, some of them. Saturn is, is, is pretty amazing, but, you know, the most famous picture of Saturn, which you can't really see, it's its most famous picture. We took it off of NASA's, NASA's website, cranked up the levels in Photoshop, and you could see that it was put together crappily uh, before Photoshop was even a thing, okay? It was put together in layers. But hmm. I've looked at Saturn, and I kind of see... Um, I see this, this pattern, you know, th this thing, but it's a light. It's not, it's not, a, you know, how is the, the ring on Saturn is the same brightness as Saturn. And it's supposed to be a bunch of ice particles. Uh, you know, this is what NASA shows us. This is what we see. These are photos right. by amateurs, right? Through, but through this my is what telescope. NASA shows us. Sorry. Through my telescope, the, the way that Saturn looks right there, that's how it appears in, in, the, in the telescope. And I can't get it in right here. here. Right. right here. Yeah. And that's it. So what is it? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty amazing, whatever it is. But it isn't a burning, you know, a, a, a rocky planet. I mean, the whole idea that the sun, this gas ball in a vacuum, that's a problem, is holding onto the Earth and Mercury and, and uh Jupiter and Mars and all just holding on to all of them while they're all going around. They're all holding on to their moons and the sun doesn't rip the moon away. When there's a planetary alignment, how come those combined gravities don't perturb orbits? Everything repeats. <clears throat> yeah. Everything repeats all the time. The eclipses repeat every 18 years. 
There's an eclipse tomorrow, by the way. Big one. Where are you oh, going? Yeah. I think you're supposed to be able to see it in the morning. At sunrise here in the Northeast, and it's supposedly, I think it's like 70%, which is bigger than the last one. Wow. I encourage anybody that has a telescope, a zoom lens, uh, whatever, to focus on areas right outside the eclipse and look for what we call the second sun, which I believe is the source of the sun that we see. And you can only see it during an eclipse when the, when the sun isn't as bright because it's being blocked, it's being eclipsed by something. Um, I'm, I'm planning on if the, if the, if it stays sunny, um, I'm going to try to film it with some polarized lenses and all sorts of stuff and do a whole bunch of experiments. Well, hopefully the sky is clear enough because it's been raining like every three days yeah. and it's been raining the last two. It, it's well, been, we've been crazy clear, much. but it's supposed to, it's supposed to rain tomorrow. So a uh, chance of rain. So we'll see. <laughs> we all will right. see. Yeah. So the moon, do, do we always see the same face of the moon? A lot of people tell me that there's other parts of the moon that we've seen. We've seen the, the dark side of the moon and, you know, like well, my the father. back side of the moon, they, the NASA showed us a, a, a ridiculous picture. There is no backside here. Here's four moons. Which one is a sphere? Is this one a sphere? Uh, How about this one? Is this one a sphere? Uh, is that a sphere? They all look like they're spheres. They all look like spheres. Yeah. But are they? Probably not. Flat. Flat. <laughs> How about this one? Is this a sphere? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or is it a bowl? <laughs> okay. So my point is, when you're looking up into the sky, the optics of the sky are, are very deceiving. You know, the way, the way our eyes see, are these tables the same shape and same dimensions? No. Wrong. <laughs> Isn't that weird? It's all an illusion. Our, it's all how our brains perceive things because, you know, that's how we see things. That one yeah. freaks me out all the time. Yeah, I've been looking at the moon I, most of my life and it, I've always only seen the same side. No, you only see the same side. But NASA supposedly went around the backside, took some pictures, um, which is nonsense. It's, it's complete. It's just. I mean, I could show you NASA's faking everything. You catch them faking one thing, um, that's enough. But here they are. Check out this lemon. This lemon isn't real. They supposedly got to deliver us some fresh fruit. It's it's a CGI object like I showed you before. Watch a hand goes right through it. And then they fade it out. The <laughs> layering got screwed up. This quickly came down, but we downloaded it before they took it down. They make mistakes like this all the time. Like here, these guys, this guy in the background, I zoomed in on him. He just went floated by. He's hanging from a wire and the layer that's supposed to hide the harness didn't work. And we can see the harness in the wire. Yeah, you could totally tell you can see the harness. Yeah. Wow. Crazy, right? So you can unwind that too. We didn't go to the moon. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dave, um, Unless like you can think of anything else that would um, I think sway of a ton me more. <laughs> uh, God, I I feel like I'll give you one more. Sure, I'll give you one more. So, Werner von Braun is I, the Nazi uh, German scientist that they brought over to run NASA. I believe you know in Project Paperclip. I believe that's just a story. I believe an actor from Hollywood, um, and he 
he ran NASA, you know, on his gravestone, he wrote Psalms 19.1, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Well, he's talking about the dome. Why would a rocket scientist be talking about a dome? Again, is this a deathbed, you know, is this a confession or is this put out there for us to see just to mock us more? But more importantly, in 1950 something, he wrote a book called Project, uh, Project Mars and about a group of people that went to Mars where the leader of that group was named Elon. <laughs> very interesting. Right? Very interesting. Come on. And this <laughs> is the rocket that Elon Musk is planning on taking people to Mars. And a month ago, he tweeted, I want to redesign it, make it pointier. Okay. What does that do? Elon Musk is a total fraud. I, I everyone check out on uh, you can probably find it on BitChute. Greg Reese, Greg Reese, uh, type Greg Reese, Elon Musk, and check out his short video uh, exposing Elon for all of the fraud of everything from Tesla Motors to to the Solar City to everything. All of them, he is just a front man. He lies about everything. Yeah, I, I just watched something about his upbringing how he came from a poor family and you know, untrue. This... That, that might be the video where he's selling rubies on the street in the in new york city for cash wow you know ever since uh 9-11 i've just been looking at everything because I, I haven't trusted our government in quite some time and uh yeah this doesn't really surprise me that if this you is... want a deep rabbit hole go to stop look think dot com click the hoaxes tab at the top or just click any of the buttons on the bottom stop look think.com all of the stuff that used to be on youtube that they've removed is there and you can find the uh, stuff about the new york event about the connecticut event the marathon event and all of the other events florida vegas um and everything else including flat earth and other things yeah it's amazing you can't find any of that information and it's just to keep everybody in the dark and stop looking you know. Yeah. While it lasts. And I'll leave and uh, my, my uh, website is the flat earth My podcast, the flat earth My Instagram, the flat earth And my YouTube channel, not the flat earth It's D I T R H It's just the initials for deep inside the rabbit hole. And, um, that's where you can find me. And also the app, Flutter, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. Google Play, you need uh, for your Android phone operating system 8.0 or higher. And uh, iPhone, you need um, an iPhone 6 or better. Uh, the app is $2.99 in America. And it's the highest rated app in both stores. It's, uh, it's, I got it love right it. here. Just read the reviews. There it is. There it is. There <laughs> it's it is. $2.99 ever spent. And uh, do you uh, did you do you set your notification so you actually could read the notification or just say notification? Uh, I read the notifications. I get them in my email. You get, and then you get it. So yeah, a lot of people have it. So it it only shows a preview, and when you tap it, that's it. It's gone, and it, it just takes you to the app. The notification every day just tells you what the the featured video of the day is, or if a special event is happening, it might notify you. Um, and nice. people love it. Yeah. Well. So. Good. <laughs> No, I was going to say, thank you so much for coming on the show. I mean, I, I just really honored to have you on our first episode. And, you know, if you have anything else you wanted to, to throw out there, you know. 
don't believe anything I say, go research it yourself. <laughs> but if you want to find out the things to research, you know, don't watch the YouTube video and go, oh, now I believe it. Watch the YouTube video and go, all right, that looked pretty good. Let me go test that myself. And that's what I did. You know, I started testing things and, uh, and we've done a lot of the work for you. Um, and you can see that it's legit because we document everything we're doing. But check it out. And then uh, once you find out where you live, who you are, and the true power that you have, everything changes for you. You literally start manifesting things better. Uh, you know, the reason with the situation that we're in right now in this world, um, I think they wanted it to go a little bit faster. But I think we, f we forced them to start early. That's a whole nother thing. But um, they can't do it until we agree. Like they wanted to do all these wars in the Middle East, but they couldn't do it until we all pounded the war drums. So the New York City event happened. Everyone pounded the war drums, including me. And we all, and they got their endless wars that they want. They got, you know, they got all of this stuff going on. So again, we are in control. It's there that the idea in your mind that they're in control, that's the problem. The problem is our problem. We need right. to stop believing that they have control over us and take it back. And it could happen instantly. And uh, the reason I push this flat earth stuff is because I don't know any flat earthers that have not unplugged from the fear matrix and have not stopped giving, giving them what they want. So when you wake up to, you know, I woke people up to the, those three events I talked about and I called it exposing the big three, but people just go back to work. When you wake up to flat earth, there's no turning back. You think about it every day, it affects you everywhere, every day. So, you know, true. wake up your friends. If you're already a flat earther, gift the app to your friend and, and start a, like a book club. Say, hey, you know, we've only been talking about sports and weather and stupid shit. Why don't we, uh, every day we'll watch the video and then we'll, we'll, when we hang out, we'll talk about the video of the day and, and uh, you'll never run out of things to talk about. It's fun that way. So again, if you're a flat earther, nothing's better than waking up a family member or a close friend to flat earth. And the easiest way to do it is with the app. And I'm not saying that because it's my app. It's just the easiest way to do it. Thanks to YouTube and their censorship. Yeah. You know, I've contemplated talking about this subject for quite a while. Like, you know, when I had last year's season, I wanted to bring it up, but I didn't feel that people were ready to hear. You know, I, I just thought there was going to be a lot of ridicule. I'm sure there's going to be trolls that are just going to, you oh, know, yeah, that, demolish that, that's me. another thing. I have um, a series of trolls that will follow me to your channel. They will, they will reply to almost everyone's comment and saying stupid stuff, but they never offer a flat earth proof. No, I mean, a, glo a globe proof. They never offer a single globe proof. And if you go look at their channels, I call their channels the, the comprehensive globe proof channels because they have zero content. Okay. Right. And so they'll be there. This uh, Jose character. And I, I can't remember their names, but um, just, you'll see that they have no content. And, and I basically just say, is that your best flat earth proof? You know, Dave's they a scammer. Is, is that your best flat earth uh, glo globe proof? I keep, keep they don't offer it. anything except insults and they're not that. Yeah. Creative. Yeah. They're, 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 they're the worst. So in closing, don't let them control your mind with cartoons. Okay. Because that's what they do. They control our minds with cartoons because they think we're kids and it works on, on lots of people. Yeah. It, it's amazing. If you look at, if you Google, you know, planet earth, you, you get pictures from different countries and they're all, they all look different. Nothing looks the same. Nothing, everything's out of proportion. And right. they even admit that these pictures are just composite images. They're not, you know, they're not a single shot from, from a distance, not right. a single one. They're, com they're complete, you know, 
they're complete garbage. And even their dimensions don't work. You know, we can measure this. They should be able to fit eight and a half of these in between what they tell us the diameter is and eight and a half doesn't even fit here. Okay. All of those should fit in between here. If these are the, if they tell us that this is the diameter and this is the, you know, we can verify this distance. Well, I just verified that distance. So that's 934 miles. I should be able to fit eight and a half of them in between these two lines. I could fit like what? Three and a half. Wow. Painting, painting. That's a yep. painting. Well, that's definitely something to think about for all you guys out there listening and watching and because um, we're going to have this on 18 different podcasts and hopefully we'll get on even more um, channels. So because I'm, I'm sure, you know, someone's going to take this down <laughs> at some point. No, you know, what's funny is they're not taking it down. They're, they're allowing it. As long as we didn't talk about deeply about those other topics, they're allowing the this to go. They're just not going to promote it. But um, plenty of people will find it because people are, are are searching properly and uh, it, they'll find it. Yeah, so. it's you know that's the thing about about this topic is that it's really hard to find good hard factual information because it's so buried. Like you, you really yeah. literally have to go to DuckDuckGo, and then even then they're they're still burying it. It's just not as hard. Yep. Well, Dave. So I, there you go. Maybe, maybe all that will change. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm. It's so. It's such an honor to have you on the show. And like I said, you know, I'm. I'm glad it was our first episode. And uh, we'll look look forward to maybe we'll have you on again. Or, or you know, yeah. no problem. Reach out. <laughs> Take the flat Earth app challenge. If you think it's stupid, come collect your two bitcoins. Okay, come collect them. That's like a hundred, hundred and twenty thousand. Probably more. No, well, if that, it, it's, it's, I think it's under 100, but it'll be more. I mean, it's going to go up even more. Two Bitcoins. You know what? Wow. For your audience, three Bitcoins. <laughs> okay? Just for your Challenge audience. accepted. No. Yeah, you have to refer. You have to make sure you mention this podcast and you get three Bitcoins. But don't send me. If you send me something that's in the frequently asked questions section, I'm just going to send it back to you. Just go go look it up. Look, look through there. And um, good luck because you're going to need it. <laughs> right. Well, Dave, All I right. appreciate you coming on here and you have the, the, you know, great day and I look forward to your other videos. All right, Mikey. Thanks. See ya. All right. See ya. Bye. And there you have it. And that was our interview with uh, David Weiss. So I hope that you enjoyed our episode, our first episode of season three here on KGUP presents. You know, I, I debated whether I should have this interview because I, I knew there was a, a possibility of alienating, um, you know, maybe some of our, our fans and stuff. But uh, I felt like I hadn't it was necessary for for us to put this information out there and for and to just let you decide. You know, when I discovered all this information, it, it blew my mind. And, and <clears throat> you know, for a year and a half, uh, almost two years, almost three years, you know, it, it festered in the back of my mind and I started to just question things. And once I discovered, you know, Eric Dubé's hundred proofs that the, the earth is not a spinning globe, it really introduced me to a whole different world. And, um, <clears throat> you know, like I was telling Dave, that uh, I haven't trusted the government for a very long time. Like they, they do things to satisfy their own needs. 
and they care very little about us as individuals and as people, you know, and, um, you know, time and time again, we, we always, there's always, the truth always comes out and it reveals itself that we are being deceived and <clears throat> we should always question our government and we should always um, use the tools that are necessary before us and just be informed. Even if you don't believe that, you know, if, if this perception of our world doesn't change anything, you know, your day to day, at least, you know, I hope you were entertained and, um, you know, maybe someday you, you'll wake up to the reality and, you know, and we can have a conversation about it. And, you know, if, if, you know, it never changed your mind at all, I mean, power to you. And, um, <clears throat> and if you do have a proof that, that we are on a spinning ball, I mean, by all means, reach out to Dave and say, Hey, I have the proof and give me my two Bitcoins. And, <laughs> And then uh, he'll give it to you. He's got, you know, he's got a lot of crypto investments, so I know he's got the money. And uh, yeah, so I can't wait for for our next episode. So uh, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss that. We're going to have Howdy McCoskey. He's a um, novelist and uh, historian, and uh, he's going to reveal some some really compelling information about our world. Uh, Once again, I mean, I'm kind of diving into this whole conspiracy realm and I've always found it very fascinating and very interesting that, you know, and even if you don't believe it, you know, it's just like all the UFO stuffs and like, you know, the mysterious mysteries and, and you know, all the Discovery Channel, you know, <clears throat> you know, stuff. And even the JFK stories. I mean, who really knows what happened? I just don't believe the official story because just how he was he was killed and that the way that he was killed that alone proves that he it wasn't a lone gunman and most likely it was an inside job so at at some point maybe we'll uh tackle that topic and and maybe we'll we'll venture into more some more topics because you know i love all that stuff i find it very fascinating i love reading books about history and and how do mccoskey's gonna reveal that he's got proof that uh, our history is one lie after another. So I, I look forward to that interview with, and that's coming this uh, the, this Friday. So um, <clears throat> later on in the evening. So I, I'm not exactly sure what time, but uh, be sure to subscribe and hit that, hit that like button and uh, you know, let everybody know about the, the show. Cause uh, you know, I, I can't wait to have all our musical guests because uh, that's what we do best. We, we promote music artists. We promote good music. And there's not a lot of platforms that really promote music artists these days because, you know, once a record label gets a hold of you, it's all in their court. They don't allow people like myself to promote, uh, especially on social media, though. If you go beyond 10 seconds, they, they just, you know, they give me a copyright strike. So it's very difficult to promote artists these days. I have to have to be true independent artists. And uh, it's very frustrating when I'm just trying to help an artist, you know, become famous, you know, and I, I love discovering new music and new talent. And, um, you know, um, oh, oh, also um, the music we've been playing, uh, in case you wondered, it's, um, I'm trying to find his name. I've been playing his music, but I, I don't recall his name, but he's also a flat earther. And uh, I, th- I think it's music guru or um, <clears throat> let, let me look him up real quick. Uh, 
I still have uh, David's channel, and uh, I just wanted to to leave you with a song of his because we we have a bunch of his music. We don't play it on the station because it doesn't really fit um, our model. But for an interview like this, I, I felt like it was uh, very um, what do you call it? Very appropriate, I should say. Um, oh, it's going to drive me nuts. I'm going to have to look at our history. And let's see. What, what, have, what have I watched? Oh, uh, Conspiracy Music Guru. So check him out. <clears throat> uh, you can find his music at, let me see, at uh, Conspiracy, oh, Conspiracy Music Guru. You could probably just look him up. Uh, let me see what his uh, website says. I know on Instagram it's uh, conspiracy underscore music underscore guru. And um, it's basically free. Uh, he's He's got a whole channel on YouTube. His, his music videos are entertaining and fun and they're informative at the same time. So we may have, have him on the show. Um, I haven't really decided yet. So it's it's all, you know, based on time constraints and how much time I have because, you know, I don't do, don't just do this as a full-time job. Um, I do have to make money. Um, I would love to make money doing this, but you know, it's very difficult to do something on the independent side. And uh, yeah, it's a whole it's a whole different topic and conversation. And a lot of a lot of independent artists probably understand what I'm coming from. You know, a lot of people who get into the entertainment have to have a second job. So I completely get, <laughs> you know. I've been doing this for almost 10 years and, you know, it, time flies. I, I can't believe I, I started this in 2012. You know, I had a podcast that I started in 2009 and <clears throat> I really didn't like the format. I didn't like how I did things. So I really always wanted to have a radio station and work for one, but you know, it, it's, there's so much politics. I've watched some of my friends who I went to school with and they interned for six years and finally got a, a very low paying job once they were hired. So that's not, um, <clears throat> I'd rather play the music that I want, broadcast whenever I want, change the format whenever I want, make my funny commercials, you know, do a show on occasion and not be forced to, to play the same stuff that everyone else hears. I mean, no one really listens to FM radio that much. You know, I, I don't know very many people that do. I mean, they all listen to Spotify and, you know, they, they listen to apps, you know, um, you know, like we, we have our, our radio station on, on, uh, you can, you find, you can find it on Spotify. You can find all our episodes of, uh, the graded, the KGP presents on Spotify as well. And we're on, um, echo from Amazon. So if you, you know, <clears throat> Play KGU, uh, or yeah, play KGUP FM. Uh, it'll play. Uh, if you have Google uh, Actions, if, it, if the the Google Assistant is is uh, active, you can just say ask KGUP FM to play, and it'll start playing. Um, it's pretty easy to listen to the station, um, and as long as we have listeners, we'll always stay on the air, and it doesn't cost that much money to run. And uh, I just, I just love doing it. I like, you know, having parties and playing, playing the radio station, you know, which is 
part of the reason why I um, was incentivized to do Uber because I got to, you know, kind of test market the our listeners firsthand. And so when then people would get in my car, they would hear KGUP. And I got a lot of compliments, which, you know, the radio station alone, people weren't really interacting. I didn't hear, I didn't hear a lot of messages and, um, it, it was good to see, you know, firsthand what people thought of the, of the radio station. If, if I was playing a song that they didn't like, they would just put in their headphones and start listening to their own stuff. But majority of, of the people who were in my car, they, uh, you know, they, they always gave me compliments and I love your music selection. I never heard of these guys, you know? And so I would have this whole conversation with them about it. And, um, that was a good three years of my life. And, you know, it was, it was a good job at the time. And I'm glad I stepped away when I did, it was right before the pandemic. So, you know, a lot, a lot has changed since then. And I'm glad I'm not doing that anymore because it was putting a lot of miles on my car and, you know, for an experiment, and for a second job, I, I don't want to keep buying new cars because, you know, I, I don't like having those monthly payments. <laughs> but anyway, um, I, I appreciate you guys tuning in and, and listening for the full length. If you got this far, um, you know, be sure to follow us on Instagram at KGUPFM or on Twitter at uh, KGUP underscore presents. And we're, you know, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button and, uh, you know, if you want to contribute, you know, feel free, um, just send it to our email. And uh, <clears throat> I don't like to put it out, put it out there. We haven't even signed up for Patreon or anything like that yet. So until we have content that that is exclusive to our fans, um, you know, I probably won't start that until much later. But, uh, you know, if you want to sponsor the, the radio station, you have a business you want to promote, I mean, definitely reach out to me and uh, see what we can do. Maybe we can work work together. And, you know, if you have a product that uh, you want to promote, maybe you can come on as a guest and we'll talk about your business. And, you know, you just never know where things will lead. All right. And uh, with that said, I'd like to bid you farewell. And we'll see you next time. I'm Mikey J and you're watching KGUP Presents. And I'll see you later. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media.
Hypnotized with pantomime Regurgitating all you hear Spread your terror, spread your fear This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous.